everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. So today is the 200th Digging Deeper video, and it's also the last Digging Deeper video. I can't believe it. When I started doing these things 200 Fridays ago, um, I didn't know if I'd do 12 of them, and here we are. So today, I've got two things I wanna share with you. One, I wanna go back to where we started. Scales suck. We're gonna talk about why that is and how to get you sounding better without using scales. And then the second thing is how important it is to learn in a community. Not like this, with some random guy talking to you on YouTube, learning with actual people around you in a virtual setting, in a real setting, whatever it is, you have to have that back and forth communication. I've been saying that for 200 weeks, and that's the last point I wanna make. So before we go any further, I just wanna thank the millions of you that have watched this series and the hundreds and hundreds that have come and joined me at Jazzwire to do this work that I'm talking about. It's been my great honor to do that. Now, I'm not gonna leave you guys high and dry and you know, that's it, go uh, sit on the back deck and drink margaritas, which is actually a fantastic idea, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, a new series is gonna be starting on Friday, April 30th, J&J on Jazz. Yes, I'm one of the J's. The other J is a great friend of mine, Dr. James Moore. James is a provost of a college, so he's kind of up there as an admin guy. He used to run uh, jazz departments around the country, and James is a fantastic trumpet player. So when I started putting this series together, I, uh, what I always like to do is create something that I wish I would have had more of as a player who was coming up. So what I loved as a young player is to be the youngest guy on the gig and to have all these experienced older musicians sitting around the table talking, telling stories. And I would just have my mouth closed and my ears open and trying to soak in what they were saying. That's where I learned so much, that mentorship idea. So that's what I'm looking forward with James is having conversations about ideas that are important to us ideas that we're working on with our students, things that we're finding interesting in our own practice and letting you guys be a part of that conversation. So I'm excited about that. All right, I tell you what, we'll, we'll talk more about that stuff later. Let's get into talking about what we're talking about here today. Scales suck. Yeah, so the idea, that was the first video I did 200 videos ago. And the idea is so much jazz education has been centered around, here's a chord, here's the scale. All right, kid, play the scale or all right, old person play the scale since I'm talking to the adult amateurs, right? Not a great approach. It's, uh, the outcomes are not ideal and there's so much more we can do by focusing not on scales, but on, wait for it, chord tones. Yes, chord tones. That is where the money really happens. So what I did is uh, wrote out a PDF for you guys and we'll talk through the first little bit of it, but it's actually a five page PDF celebrating the 200th. Um, it's a full chorus etude that I wrote using chord tones, almost entirely chord tones. So we'll get to that PDF in a second too. So let me do this. Let me play the first little bit and have you look at it. I'm gonna tell you what I'm talking about here. And yes, you heard correctly, I ended that last little bit with a scale. We'll get to that. All right, so um, 
I wanted to write something that maybe John Coltrane might play, that he might begin a solo with. And he would do this sort of thing a lot. He would begin his solo so beautifully and melodically um, and using chord tones. So now let's look at the sheet and let's look at what I'm talking about here. The first line of what I wrote only has two notes, the arrowheads that are pointing down. There's only two notes that are not chord tones, one, three, five, seven. Only two notes that are not chord tones, but how do we explain them? I'm playing the next chord an eighth note early. That's an anticipation, right? That's all it is, I'm showing up an eighth note early. So I don't even know if I would count those as non-chord tones when we understand, oh, he's just playing it a little early. We can count those as non-chord tones. However you wanna do the counting is fine by me. The idea is all of this was chord tones. Pretty amazing. Look at the second line. The first measure of the second line, we see one note that's above a chord tone, that G up to the A. We would call that an upper neighbor tone. That's all that is. Is it from the scale? Sure, it's from the scale. But that's not the way to think about it. Think about it as a chord tone, leaving the chord tone and coming back to it. And then if we look at the next two places in the seventh, eighth measure, again, what are they? They're anticipation. So this whole first eight measures of this tune is chord tones with five exceptions, four of which are anticipations. Let me play this again, just unaccompanied. is good music. It's melodic, it's got rhythmic sense to it. We can hear the chord changes even without accompaniment. And when you look at those eight measures, how many notes were out of the key of C? Another way to say it is how many accidentals do you see? And the answer is one accidental. Small, right? One out of whatever that is, 20, 30 notes. So the, someone could have said, hey, just play the C major scale because they saw that I mostly wrote notes that could be thought of as the C major scale. That's not remotely what I was thinking, and that ain't how it works. I was thinking chord tones. The notes that I chose to center on in the first measure versus the second measure versus the third measure versus the fourth measure, yes, they're all from the key of C, but that ain't it. That is not good advice. Scales suck. Don't think about it that way. Chord tones is what we wanna do. Now, okay. Good question, do I practice scales? Absolutely, every day, for sure. Great for technique, great for my air, great for all sorts of things. Um, to use them as a beginner, intermediate, even advanced intermediate improviser, as most of you are, nope, scales are not the way to go. That's not the building block. So that's the point of departure 200 weeks ago. That's today. So I hope you're seeing all the chord tones that are in there. Let's go ahead, let's look at uh, the third line. So I began that third line by quoting the melody. That's what happens in the tune, My Shining Hour. And there's a passing note. I have a chord tone, the C. I have another chord tone, the E. And there's a passing note. It's just a scale note, but that's not how I'm thinking about it. I'm not thinking play the A minor scale. I'm thinking chord tone, chord tone. I wonder what's in between. That's the way to think about it. Then we see a couple other neighbor tones. 
and a couple more anticipations. So these anticipations are a big deal. This is what makes us sound, the, people call it playing ahead of the changes. I'm getting to the changes. If, if you notice on this sheet, um, an eighth note early a lot. Well, I tell you what, that's what's happening on the ride cymbal. Bass players do that in their bass line. Comping almost never happens on beat one. It happens on the end of, end of four before beat one. So when you as a soloist do this, you're connecting with the rhythm section. You are syncopating, right? That idea of connecting with each other, how important that is. This idea of syncopation, central to what jazz is. So this sort of chord tone playing with those anticipations is huge. It's a really, really big deal. So as promised, I have a five-page PDF here for you. It's transposed into all the different keys. It's a full chorus of uh, a chord tone kind of solo. Now, uh, the PDF, just so you know, I printed it in gold leaf. It's, I used unicorn blood to uh, do this, and it's on a parchment of Bix Beiderbecke's suit that he wore on his last gig. It's also eight stories tall. This is a very special PDF celebrating the last uh, 200. The trick is when you print it out, it's probably gonna look like all the other crappy stuff you print on your printer, but uh, maybe a 3D printer, you could give that a try or something, but it's a very special PDF, free to you. All right, <laughs> so I tell you what, let me play this thing down. Now, here's what I wanna tell you. I think there's, I, I counted, because that's the kind of life I have, I have time to sit around and count notes. There's 149 notes on this sheet, I believe, and a very small number of them are non-chord tones. The percentage is 85% chord tones. And so that's my point. Jazz is not made up out of scales. Yes, I do have scales in here. Yes, I have tritone subs. Yes, I have all sorts of out-of-key stuff, but it's still 85% chord tones. So when you look at a Charlie Parker solo, or a Pat Metheny solo, or a Chick Corea solo, fill in the blank, you're gonna see well over 60%, almost always 70, often 80% chord tones. This is my lesson to you. I beseech you on this 200th video to focus on chord tones. You have to practice your arpeggios. You have to put on a track and play the arpeggios, only the arpeggios. This is the work, the deep work that we do inside Jazzwire. So let me play this thing down for you. However you want to look at it, this is what your heroes do. So this is where I started this series because it's so important for me to demystify the things that uh, so many of us take for granted. We've heard something for 40 years, so we think it actually might be true. Perhaps not. Perhaps there's a better way. Not that it's not true, but perhaps there's a better way. There's a better way. I'm here to tell you. So I want to really, really tell you that I appreciate so much your being with me for these uh, 200 videos. Next week, uh, as we get ready for the J&J &J on Jazz series to get started, 
Um, next week, I'm going to do a live stream, a YouTube live stream Friday at noon Eastern time, the same time these videos are released. I'm going to be live on YouTube. I want to take your questions. I want to hear what you're thinking of because your ideas are going to be what James and I argue about. <laughs> on the show. So yes, I want to see you uh, next week, and that's uh, April 16th. The following Friday, I think it's April 23rd, I'm going to put together sort of a compilation, a little greatest hits uh, of Digging Deeper, and then the following Friday, April 30th, James Moore and myself getting going with you guys on Friday afternoons. So thank you for sharing these videos. Thanks to the hundreds of you who have joined me at jazzwire.net. I want to see the rest of you there too. If you write me, at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. I can get you this five-page gold leaf unicorn blood big spiderback suit PDF, and I can also get you a week free trial at Jazzwire. Send me an email. Thank you guys so much. Be well, practice hard, and I know we're going to stay connected. I appreciate it. Take care.